The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. There's been some big changes in Canada's medically assisted dying rules. We have been following this closely over the past number of months as legislators debated, made revisions to Bill C-7. It has finally been given royal assent in the Senate. Now, changes to the legislation mean Canadians who are suffering intolerably but are not near the natural end of their lives now have the right to seek medical assistance in dying, and that will eventually include include people suffering solely from what is called grievous and impossible to cure mental illness. Chantal Lucini is a volunteer with the Edmonton chapter of Dying with Dignity Canada. Chantal joins us this afternoon. Welcome to 630 Chad. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate your time this afternoon. I know, obviously, uh, Dying with Dignity Canada and the Edmonton chapter has been watching this very, very closely. Um, your your initial thoughts, Chantel, on, on what has been given royal, royal assent and the changes that have been made in this bill. Well, we're really pleased to see this bill pass. Prior to this bill passing, there have been many Canadians who would like to seek aid and who are suffering intolerably, but were denied access because their death was not reasonably foreseeable. So, and often, well, not often, but sometimes having to end their life sooner than they would have liked to. So we're very pleased to see this bill pass and we're hoping that it will be less of a barrier for those who are trying to access it. So, you know, and this is this is interesting and I hope you don't mind, I just want to get into this a little bit. So with the Royal Ascent Grant, it says, as you mentioned, um, Canadians who are suffering intolerably, but who aren't near death immediately, as you mentioned, gain the right to seek medical assistance in dying. What does that mean? Who would or could that apply to, Chantel? Um, that could apply to somebody who, well, many people, many people with various conditions, but uh-huh. somebody who maybe isn't sure. Because what is reasonably foreseeable death when you yeah. when you look at it, right? What does that even even really mean? Like six months, one year, two yeah. weeks? Right? That's a really hard thing to measure. So it's really anyone who does have an intolerable condition who is suffering and who is hoping to have this procedure be the way that they end their life. Chantal, do you know any of the the recent numbers of of how many Albertans have have accessed their right to to maid over the past year? I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. Oh, I'm really sorry. I don't have the number on me, and I have an idea, but I don't want to throw it out there in case I'm wrong. (laughs) No worries. And I know there was a lot of uh, discussion about uh, this next point and about mental illness and people suffering solely from mental illness, whether or not they should have the right to gain access to medically assisted uh, dying and there has been a put a, like a two-year pause on there can you explain a little bit more about about that part of the law and and how that's going to work yeah so there is a two-year pause they're going to do an independent review of mental illness as a sole condition to access medical assistance in dying and they hope to hear from any stakeholders just put in the safeguards that need to be in place to make sure that that people who want this can access it, but also that they are being protected by the law as well. Um, And what this is in response to is that in 2019, um, there was a challenge to the the, uh, Bill C-7, just saying that not being able to access, oh, sorry, access this is um, discrimination because who's to say who's suffering from what physical mental right um it 
Yeah. yeah, that denying people access was discriminatory and violated the constitutional right to security of the person. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think that one, I think, um, you know, when when you're looking at, you know, Canadians who aren't near death immediately, that's one thing. And, you, and then mental, I think the mental health aspect of it is going to be, um, it, I think it, I think it's going to be uh, really fascinating to watch to see what this comes, what comes out of it over the next two years and in what eventually, I guess, is put in place. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to seeing what what is put in place as well, and just yeah, time will tell. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's uh, it's just it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting one. I I, I think that that one um, you know deserves the pause. I think it certainly does deserve a, a closer uh, look. The government rejected a Senate amendment to allow people who fear losing mental competence to make advance requests for an assisted death, but it did say it was going to uh, review the issue. And and I also think that this is a, a good thing as well because I think it should be reviewed. Your thoughts on 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 the rejection of this amendment that would that would allow people to make advance requests because to me advance requests um, you know for fear of losing mental competence to, to me this would go hand in hand with medically assisted death to me that that is something that a lot of people worry about that it would get too late to ask yeah, and that's definitely something we hear from a lot of people is they're worried about dementia or Alzheimer's and they'd like to have something built into their will or like that they can make an advance request. And unfortunately, we're not able to do that just yet. Um, but the big thing that was approved and changed within this law is that you can waive your final consent. So what was happening prior to this mm-hmm. is that you may be approved and you get assessed by your doctors, everything happens, you sign that you want this procedure done. However, you're not able to sign right prior to the treatment being delivered. So um, that was a problem. Now you are able to sign a waiver of final consent that will be in place and you will still be able to die the way that you wished um, if you're not able to sign right at the end. Chantel, isn't there like a, a there wasn't there was a 10 day waiting period bef- between signing um, a request for medical assistance and dying in the day that the assistance was uh, was provided like that 10 day waiting period as well. That's been uh, that's been taken out of the, the rules, hasn't it? In some cases. So there are two sets of safeguards in place and there's one for people whose death is reasonably foreseeable and sometimes there can be things done faster if it need be, but like medical assistance and dying and the decision to have that done is usually not something that's rushed. It takes time to get your assessments in place. Mm. Um, Yeah. There are concerns, Chantel, you know, um, among some disability rights groups uh, about um, about this bill and about the changes to it. We know as well that there's some uh, opposition to it from, from, from mental health advocates. We know that that two-year review is coming in on, on the mental health side of it. But what do you say to, to those who have concerns about, um, uh, you know, from, from the disability rights groups uh, saying that it devalues the lives of people with disabilities? Uh, particularly those that are that are marginalized. I'd say that like expanding medical assistance in dying is not meant to be a solution or reaction to the lack of support that vulnerable populations are currently getting. Um, there are inadequate systems in place to support the people that need the most support, and that should be a priority of the government. This isn't this isn't a this or that. They both both can happen. 
Um, it is a personal choice and people do give it great consideration before it's done and to say because you have this disability or that disability that's also discrimination right Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a constitutional necessity you know what Chantel it's uh it's been uh it's been a touchy subject ever since uh we started talking uh, about it um I know there are are there a lot of folks out there who who support uh the changes and I know there's a lot of folks out there who are opposed to it as well but uh we're here at this point now and I appreciate the safeguards that have been put in place as well and uh I, I, I've always believed that it's in, it's important for a, for a human being to, to have that right if they so choose. So we'll continue to watch this and follow it on, on this show without a doubt. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for your time. Yeah, take care. Chantal Oseni joining me this afternoon. She's with the Edmonton chapter of Dying with, with Dignity uh, Canada. So the changes, you, you might remember this, that the changes to the bill were triggered by two Quebecers. It was a few years back now, um, and these two Quebecers had severe disabilities, and they went to court successfully uh, to fight Uh, for their right to choose an assisted death, even though their natural deaths were not reasonably foreseeable. And then, if I remember correctly, you know, that was in Quebec, then Canada had to uh, put in place rules that, uh, that matched that. As we know, Dying with Dignity Canada, you know, is happy about uh, where this stands right now. They have called it a momentous day for end-of-life rights in Canada. Uh, others, as I've mentioned, some disability rights groups, some, menti- some mental health advocates are, are quite concerned about it uh, as well. Um, in my opinion on this, I, and I think it's fairly obvious, and it has been over the years, I do believe that if... If you are of sound mind that um, and, and you um, want to um, access uh, medical aid in dying, if um, things are intolerable, or if the end, you know that the end is coming, that you should have the right to do it. I've met too many people over the years and I've met and I've done too many interviews with people who whose loved ones have wanted to access it but weren't able to and in saw and and instead died a horrific death a horrific death rather than um, let's say a more peaceful one that they wanted I sometimes believe that we, that we treat our animals with more kindness than we do humans at their end of life. And again, I think that there needs to be another, a number of uh, safeguards in place. There has to be a number of questions answered, but I have always been and will continue to be a supporter of um, medical-assisted dying. Um, I have a, I, someone in my life, and, and just you know, just on a personal note, if you're wondering what informs my opinions on this, there are there are a number of things as I mentioned. But I had a very dear friend of mine 
uh, diagnosed with ALS and it was a long drawn out death um, and I can remember him saying to me uh, near the end that if he knew it was going to get like this he would have done something about it earlier and he wished that he had at that point um, again it's a teach their own to each their own and I we need to continue to watch these safeguards and make sure that they are in place in every case let me know what you think at 780-496-0063 C7 Bill C7 passed given royal assent by the Senate on the books now in Canada